Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything from what Niall gets up to, golfing, music, and pints at the pub, to Liam and Louis shenanigans, to Harry's acting chops, and his spectacularly quirky style. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 77th episode of Talk Direction. Our listeners may not know this, but this is our third time starting the podcast today. Um, so I've run through everything I was going to say multiple times, but our connection keeps getting cut off. Um, but one of my first points was boo finals, bleh. It's finals mm-hmm. sort of coming up right now. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm totally stressed. We're both back at school. I only have like two more weeks of school, but like in that two weeks, I have about like 10 papers and like 70 yeah. exams and all of this stuff. How are you feeling right now, Kara? I mean, not great, to be honest, um, <laughs> but that's okay. This nice little, you know, um, sanctuary of One Direction will help me get through this. Uh, yeah, I know. I always like, honestly, Talk Direction is like one of the nicest parts of my week where I just like get to sit down, talk to you. Like, yeah. you can't do anything else. You can't think of anything else. It's just like yeah. really nice. It's like um, meditation, except you're talking about One Direction instead. Is there a difference, honestly? That's so true. <laughs> How was your birthday on Friday, Kara? What did you end up doing? I ended up doing nothing. I just sat in my house and chilled with my dad. Um, and my dog, which is what I wanted to do. I just, like, didn't feel like doing anything, so I didn't. But That's thank nice. you for all the birthday messages. Our listeners were, like, really sweet and sent me birthday messages on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. And that was a really nice part of my day. So, yeah. Yeah, I always love that, like, having now the podcast. I mean, my only birth- my birthday's only come once, and now yours has come twice with the podcast. But it definitely mm-hmm. does, like, add to the day, getting messages from listeners, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and how was your Thanksgiving? pretty average you know a nice normal (laughs) thanksgiving um nothing too unusual to report uh what about you Uh uh-huh same same (laughs) this is like me asking about the song titles (laughs) i know i'm just like like, literally the most average thing that could possibly say but yeah giving but it was nice seeing the fam i hadn't been home in a while and like to most people that doesn't mean much but like i like to go home like a lot (laughs) and i hadn't Mm. been home in like over a month which is weird for me but Mm -hmm. not not that's just kind of usual for everyone else um at college i guess um But yeah, so we're going to do this new segment. Now, I've come up with this name, but I really want to turn it over to the listeners to come up with a name if they have a better one than this. Um, This, I've called this segment Back to You, as in, you know, the One Direction song, Back to You. Oh, cute. Um, Yeah, I I went through all the song titles and tried to find one that would, like, fit the theme of this. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought we could maybe, like, play, like, a little clip, so maybe we've stuck that in. I don't really know. Um, (laughs) Our our (laughs) technological skills are not great. Um, That's fair. But if you guys have a better name for this segment, once you hear what it is, write us in and let us know. 
Um, but this little thing, we're going to do this at the beginning of the episodes. This is sort of right now, you know how we've done um, our, what's it called? The listener spotlight segment here at the beginning beginning of the show. We want to continue that on, but also like add in this other one, maybe switch them out depending on what responses we have each week. Um, and this will be a better way to respond to us and to get us to respond to your emails and your tweets and stuff like that. Um, in this segment, we're going to discuss maybe polls that we've done over the week. Usually I do polls. Um, I try to do different polls that relate to the episode every week, um, mostly when I should be doing work and I'm not <laughs> and I'm procrastinating. Um, this will be where we respond to emails that you guys send in or points that you bring up that you want us to discuss um, or questions of the week. We want to bring those back. Um, and read the answers to, like, the question of the week that corresponded to the last week's episode. Um, and so for all of those things, you can write into our Twitter at talk underscore direction. Our email is talkdirection at gmail.com. Uh, our Tumblr is talkdirection.tumblr.com. And our Instagram is talkdirection. And we check all of those. Um, and this way, we know with emails, we've been really bad at responding. Um, just because I feel like we've we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to like really take time to respond to your, your guys's, your guys's emails. <laughs> um, and like then that, that gets, I don't know. I, I'm like, I need to be in the right mindset to sit down and like dedicate a lot of time because I care a lot. But then that it's one of those things that it just ends up never happening because, um, it's not just like a one off type of like respond on Twitter thing. Um, so we want to discuss them here on the show. So, if you've written an email, <laughs> we are getting to it. Um, we're just not going to do an email today because we have a question of the week and we have a fully packed show today. Um, so, the question of the week that I made up this week was, why do you love Harry Styles? Now, on last week, we discussed why people would like Harry Styles and sort of more like a feministy, like thought out deeper response more so than maybe like some surface not surface level but like lighter obvious things as to why people like Harry Styles um but we asked the listeners and we got a number of responses and Kara do you want to read the first one from Emily sure so Emily Shark who is at Swampley on Twitter he is one of those who don't who doesn't need a beautiful face to be attractive, but he does have one. And his clothing, it's amazing. That man knows his style. I really like this. He doesn't need to have a beautiful face to be attractive. I think I don't know, like I was saying, I responded to this saying like it's he's one of those people that like just it shines out of his eyes. Like it mm -hmm. lights up his face and it's like when you are a good person or when you are beautiful. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but when you are beautiful on the inside, you are beautiful on the outside as well. Yeah. Um, so I definitely agree with that. Uh, then we have Zoe or at Alrenha Rondes. <laughs> I don't know where the spaces come in that. Yeah. Can, mm -hmm. can you tell where the spaces come? I can't tell where the spaces come. I but, have truly uh, no idea. Zoe said his hair and his quirkiness. Um, yes, his hair. We didn't mention his hair, but man, his hair really does make him likable. It is just too beautiful in whatever way it is. Mm -hmm. And the fact that long hair definitely connects with the gender norm thing, so. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Sarah, or at, oh, sorry, you want to read this one? Oh, sure. Uh, Sarah, um, the CC unicorn on Twitter says, literally everything about him, mostly that he seems very comfortable with himself and doesn't care what other people think of him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we touched on that at the end of the last episode, saying we didn't go too much in depth into that sort of aspect of him. But I think that is a really big factor. So I'm glad um, Sarah brought it up here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's our back to you segment, because it's like going back to you guys. But think of a new name, because that one is... I think it's cute. Okay. Do you like it? Okay. Yeah, well, like we'll it. see what happens. We'll see if we get any responses. If not, we will call it back to you. Um, okay, so now moving on to news. On this week's installment of Where in the World is Harry Styles, he's been spotted! Oh my wow. goodness! Um, he's He was in L.A. Uh, recently, and also Niall actually confirmed that Harry was in L.A. as well on an interview that he did with Ryan Seacrest. Um, but Harry was spotted out and about um, looking, uh, well, what's, like, the word ruffled? <laughs> is that the word? <laughs> um, um, scruffy? Scruffy. Yeah, maybe a little scruffy. Um, and you want to describe his outfit, Kara? Um, he is wearing beautiful black skinny jeans. I, seriously, his legs look so good. Like, I mm-hmm. just, I'm just really... Okay, I'm like getting okay. Anyway, I like I'm I my brain just kind of like fried for a minute. I was just like kind of like drawn in. Anyway, he's wearing brown boots and he's wearing a white uh, t-shirt with a beautiful, lovely um, sunshine yellow um, Hawaiian shirt that has a bunch of like nautical things on it, like. Um, what is on it? Some birds, and a bow, a lighthouse, one of those lifesaver things, um, a heart, and um, a lot of clouds. And it's just a beautiful, lovely yellow color, and I love him in yellow. Um, so yeah, I really like that shirt. Do you think this is him promoting his movie Dunkirk that has to do with a boat? And World I War II. I could see that. <laughs> or also, he does, like, nautical stuff. Like, you know, all, a lot of his tattoos are nautical-themed. You know, he has, like, an anchor yeah. on his, like, his wrist and a mermaid and a bunch of stuff. So I, I think it, like, really goes. And even with his tattoos, like, that's cool. He has, like, his own, like, theme mm-hmm. on his body. I would, I would love for him to wear to, like, the premiere of Dunkirk some suit that has, like, nautical print all over it. That would be Ooh. so cool. Yes. Or, like, some... Like, mermaid something. <gasps> yeah. He could just wear a mermaid outfit. Get, like, the little Perfect. shells for his four nipples. <laughs> oh, my God. No, he should come in, like, a giant um, fishbowl and get one of those, like, real mermaid tails. You know how they make oh those? Like, God. they can, like, get molded to your body. Um, yes. And then, yeah, obviously a seashell bra and, like, maybe some seaweed, like, wig hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, a sea or like a seashell crown. Um, that's my ideas. Mm-hmm. And sparkles probably all over. Just, you know, for good yeah. measure. A Lady Gaga-esque entrance and, like, a That's clam. what I was thinking, yes. <laughs> like, since Lady Gaga has toned down her, like, um, appearances re- lately, I think someone needs to come through. And I think it should be yeah. Harry Styles. Yeah, and then Perry Edwards' makeup when she dressed up as a mermaid. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Perry Edwards' um, uh, Instagram and scroll down a bit. And her as a mermaid, the makeup is incredible. So So good. That's what Harry will wear to the Dunkirk premiere. (laughs) Um, Glad we have that sorted. (laughs) Yep. What are your thoughts on his hair? This is like, it's grown out a bit since we've seen him last. I guess when you have like short hair... The changes is the changes are more drastic, drastic because like when you have long hair, it, you don't notice it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but his hair is definitely grown out. It's an, I wouldn't say it's I I don't, I don't know what what 
stage would you compare this to in Harry Styles' hair evolution? Um, like, between Take Me Home and Midnight Memories, almost. Like, almost mm-hmm. Midnight Memories era, but not yet. Yeah. I, I feel like this is, like, you know, he could bring the headbands back, the headscarves yes. back. I would love to see that. Ugh. I feel like he um, almost looks like a mad scientist here, but in a cool way. You know what I mean? Really like does. I don't know what he's yeah. he's probably trying to figure out how men can become pregnant. Um <laughs> It looks like he's thinking hard. He's like biting his lip or something. Yeah, he's really thinking. Staring around. Um mm-hmm. but I'm glad we've spotted him. We know where he is. And and Niall did say now that Harry's in LA in one of his interviews, so I'm assuming Harry's doing some work or something over there. Um, with all his secret projects, so that's just exciting to pretend we know what's happening, even (laughs) though we don't. True. (laughs) Um, Robbie Williams, who's a British singer, has also been talking about Harry. He said, last year I tried to work with Bruno Mars, didn't hear anything back. Tried to work with, uh, Max Martin, didn't hear anything back. They literally didn't return my calls. Then I met Harry Styles in an airport. Oh, you're writing, Harry? Great. Who with? He goes, well, I just spent a week with Bruno Mars, and I'm about to spend a week with Max Martin. (laughs) I think Harry Styles has beguiled the whole world just by being Harry Styles. He's got a David Beckham-style quality. So he's one in that regard. There's a space for him, but but the music has to be great. Um... So yeah, Harry apparently spent a week writing with Bruno Mars and a week in writing with Max Martin, which is exciting. Um, both of them are big songwriters. Um, Bruno Mars, besides all of his own albums, he writes on every song. Um, he's also written All I Ask for with Adele, um, Forget You or F You, CeeLo Green, oh, wow. um, and other artist songs. But I picked those two because I know them well. Um, what do you think of Harry writing with Bruno Mars or collaborating with him potentially? I mean, that's so exciting because, like, I know um, Bruno Mars's new album is, like, really good. I've been listening to it here and there, and it's, like, it just, it's really, really good. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. wonder, like, how that's going to, like, fit into Harry's, like, musical aesthetic. But, I mean, I'm excited because I think Bruno Mars has really, like, found his niche. And, like, I think that would be really exciting to, like, see how it transfers onto Harry. I haven't listened to Bruno's Bruno Mars's album yet. How is it? Um, like, what is? How would you categorize it genre wise? Um, I, it's kind of like old school. It's um, like it sounds like his songs like Treasure and a bit like Uptown Funk. Like it's that mm. kind of vibe. Um, which I are like both that. yeah, I love those two songs. So yeah, well, that's exciting. I and I know there's only like nine songs on the album. So with that, you feel like. Wow, they really put everything into these, like, nine songs. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. they're going to be really good. Like, they yeah. purposely didn't include any illusions or once-in-a-lifetimes, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, but, so, yeah, I think this is a good thing, too. Like, I know Bruno Mars is so, so successful. And the fact that also Harry is, like, being given the chance and, like, opportunity to work with these people means mm. that he is respected in the industry um, and people do believe that he's going to go far. Um, because, like, Robbie Williams not being able to get in contact with either of these... Robbie Williams is, like, hugely established. Not so much in the U.S., but um, in the U.K., he's, like, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then Harry Styles, just like this sort of new up and comer, well, for a solo artist, um, to get these chances is really awesome. Um, and then Max Martin as well. I mean, that name isn't known so much like to just like the general public, but in the industry, he's like a huge, he's a Swedish songwriter, producer, and singer. Um, and he's worked with like pretty much everyone. Uh, Taylor Swift, Britney Spears, Ariana Grande, Pink, Kelly Clarkson, Usher, Celine Dion, Backstreet Boys, and like so, so many more. Um, and he's had 22 number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100, uh, namely Baby One More Time by Britney, So What by Pink, Last Friday Night, Katy Perry, Shake It Off, Taylor, Can't Feel My Face, The Weeknd, um, Can't Stop This Feeling, Justin Timberlake. So this guy has done a lot and is obviously super talented. Um, I know he worked pretty much on, like, all a lot of Taylor Swift's last album, mm. um, and, like, producing it and stuff, whether he writes on it or does, like, the production. Um, but what do you... And, and what do you think of this? Do you know much about Max Martin or, like, just based on these songs that he has written? What are your thoughts on him working with Harry? I mean, I don't know the name, but, I mean, I know these songs. And, um, I mean, they're all, like, standard pop. I mean, they're all, like, you know, really, like, great hit songs. Um uh, I don't love all of them, but I do like most of them, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's really interesting that he's, like, working with someone who's, like, pretty much, like, uh, established in just, like, the genre of pop, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, I'm I'm intrigued. I don't know. I guess I think that he's, like, it definitely seems like he's trying out, like, a, a bunch of different pools and, like, just trying to see, like, what he wants to do, I think, right now. He, he definitely seems to, like, mm-hmm. be playing the field a little bit um, genre-wise, which is, like, interesting and good. Um, I'm glad he gets the opportunity to just, like, kind of, like, like search around to see, like, where he wants to, like, stay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was my first thought, too, about, like, this Max Martin being so, so pop. Um, and even the, the artists I didn't name, like, they seem to be more pop. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering how that would work with Harry. Obviously, One Direction has done a lot of pop, um, but we were sort of expecting maybe not so poppy like Shake It Off or Baby One More Time or Can't Feel My Face. Like, or not Can't Feel My Face. I can't stop this feeling. Like, maybe something a little bit less poppy, maybe mm-hmm. more, um, I don't know, Olivia-esque or Rocky, like Where Do Broken Hearts Go? Um so I don't know what this means, but I also think someone who's talented and obviously hugely successful um, in music can be multi-talented in multiple genres and stuff. So I don't mm-hmm. think that just because he's had so much success with pop doesn't mean that Harry has to do like pop like this um, and like he could have other things, you know, lined up. So mm-hmm. We will see. But I also think about, like, who Zayn went to for his album, which was very different than, like, sort of One Direction sounds. Um, and he had people who had worked more in, like, the genre he ended up putting out. So, yeah. um, I don't really know. But obviously, he doesn't, you know, you might write with someone or work with someone, but then that doesn't actually end up on the album. Yeah. Um, but it is good news that Harry is writing with these, like, really good talented people i'm excited Mm -hmm. about that Mm -hmm. um and then also this quote that robbie williams said there's a space for him but the music has to be great um as in like there's a space for him in the music industry right now for him coming in um but his music has to be really good when it does come in um and last week we were sort of talking about our own opinions 
on like whether we what our expectations were for Harry's music and whether or not we would like it or just like like it automatically because he is Harry Styles and we really love Harry or like if our hopes are going to be so high that they might be broken easily if the songs aren't great um but sort of from I guess a public perspective not like a 1D fan Harry supportive perspective do you agree with Robbie Williams statement that um his music has to be great off the bat in order for it to work. Um, I mean, this low-key comes off bitter to me. <laughs> like, it just, like, it kind of, like, seems like Robbie's, <laughs> like, a little bitter that this, like, 22-year-old guy, like, is able to get all these connections that he isn't able to get. Um, mm-hmm. Which, I mean, fair. I guess you're allowed to be bitter and stuff. Um, but I think that, like, his even if his first single isn't like the best thing like he's allowed to like make mistakes i think um but yeah it would be beneficial for him if like his first album is like really really good and then it establishes him but i think that like um i don't know i think he has the potential to like grow and change and um i don't think he has to like throw at his masterpiece like first and like but i don't know like obviously you want his like, you want any music um, that's going out there that's already from a big name to be, like, good. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, the statement came across kind of weird and a little rude to me, but... Mm. That's so weird. I totally didn't take it that way. I thought it was, like, more jokey or, like, in the whole context of things. Because oh. I know um, Robbie Williams was the guy that sung with One Direction when they asked a famous person to sing with them on X Factor way back when. Do you remember mm. that? Um I, I don't know. I guess it, I guess I would want to hear him say it out loud rather than just written. Um, I don't know if there is video. There might be. <clears throat> um, but I was thinking it more just sort of like him talking about it as in like so many people are expecting such big things for him. Like he really has to like make it great on that first go, which I kind mm-hmm. of agree with even from like a public perspective, um, not like a 1D fandom perspective. I feel like because he is the most known in One Direction. And I think people do have expectations from him, like the public does, in that he will be a solo artist. Um, I feel like there's more pressure on him to make it good right off the bat, whereas, like, for Niall or Liam, there's not that same expectation of him being great. So if they're good, that's awesome, and, like, they'll do well and it seems like Niall's doing really well with what he's had but Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be completely perfect all the way through because um you know they can build up to being loved by the public whereas Harry sort of has this like one chance everyone's going to be watching him you know not everyone's going to be watching Niall for like his album when it drops like they're going to either like get to know it or they just like won't Um, But I feel like Harry, people are going to be like, okay, this is the first song, or, like, this is what Harry Styles is going to do, like, let's watch it. Oh, bad? Nope, don't care about him anymore, he sucks. Or, Mm. good, awesome, like, he's going to go far. So I feel like there might be more pressure on Harry. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, we have some Niall news. As I said, he's been doing more promo, and he actually went on the Jingle Ball tour in Toronto. Um, Was that the Jingle Ball tour? I think it was. Wow, there's a lot of questioning today. Not good journalism. <laughs> um, um, but that's the tour where you have a lineup of uh, singers performing. Um, so it's not just like a performance for one artist, but a whole bunch of artists come. Um, and Naya went on and sang This Town. Um, 
and he was joking around with the crowd saying like he came to Canada for three and a half minutes of a performance <laughs> and then like was gonna leave because all he has is this town and I think God um, a number of the art- other artists do like three or four songs or something like that um, and he only had one obviously too bad he I would love to for him to like play another song live and just like give it to us um, but I don't yeah. think we're getting a new song until the new year. Yeah, I thought he was going to drop something at, the, like, the first Jingle Ball, but who knows? I guess he's not. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, one month from now, we could have a new song, which is exciting. Oh, true. Dang, God. I know. December's tomorrow. It's crazy. Uh, um, rent is due. God <laughs> dang it. I know. Um, but he, um, also with these songs, he says it's as long as he makes it. So if he, like, because it's just him and the guitar up on stage, like, if he drags it out or goes shorter, it's going to be, like, a different length every time, which I thought was cool because I know other artists either who have backing tracks or, like, a band that maybe plays at, like, the same time every time. But it's, like, really him in control of everything. If he adds Mm. to do, if he wants to do, like, another chorus or another, like, um, line at the end, he can, which was just a little interesting to think about. Um, and then he also was on Ryan Seacrest's uh, Kiss FM again. He did an initial interview over the phone with them um, back when This Town came out, but this one was in person in L.A. Um, and he was talking about pretty much the same stuff we've heard, um, but he did say about touring... Um, it was probably going to just be like some small venues next year at the end of next year and then do a bigger tour in 2018, which I found surprising because I felt like, um, we would get like a big summer tour, but I don't really know what that means. Um, I'm hoping that we still get to see him next year. Like I I would get tickets immediately for a small show, but I feel like it's probably going to be pretty hard to get them. We'll have to be on top of things. Uh, and he was also, so yeah, if he's touring in 2018, um, that pretty much assumes that the 1D hiatus will continue throughout, um, 2018, which I feel like at this point we kind of expect it to be, um, a number of years in the making, um, given that we know Harry's going to be doing solo stuff and we haven't really gotten that at all. Um, but, uh, any thoughts on, on that touring stuff, Kara? I mean, I uh, was with you there. I thought that we were going to get it, like, um, next year. But I'm hoping that he comes to, like, New York or somewhere around us that we can hopefully get tickets for. Um, But, yeah, we shall see. Uh, Yeah, I know, because he has been saying he wants to perform in some of, like, some of the biggest, most famous ones. That could be Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I would really love that. That would be so cool. I know. Um, Oh, my God. Uh, and then also last little bit of new info was that he's recorded eight of his songs so far and he said he was about three-fourths of the way through and if you do the math correctly that means there's about 12 songs on the album. Um, I don't know if there'll be bonus tracks or if he's just doing that whole solid 12 songs, really good ones, giving us like some quality stuff. Um, what do you what do you think about a, a smaller album like that from Niall? I mean I think I'd rather have like a uh, like fewer songs that are really really good instead of like some filler songs that I never even end up listening to um mm. yeah yeah because now it seems like um while there was a trend to go really high on the number of songs maybe with like 
One Direction albums, but like now Adele and Bruno Mars and some of these other artists who seem to give out really good quality stuff have been doing a lot smaller albums. And mm-hmm. I think that's what it used to be, really. Yeah. Um, and then all these like bonus editions and Target Deluxe and this and that extends the album. So maybe you're not getting the best quality songs. Although like some of One Direction's best songs have been on the like uh, bonus tracks. Yes. So. It's hard to say. Um, okay, so now we're going to move on and do a tweet mashup. Um, because, Kara, do you want to explain what this tweet mashup thing is? Um, so I just saw some people doing it on Twitter. Um, and it's this website called tweetmashup.com. And it, you can just put two um, people's Twitters in it. And it just, like, combines their tweets or like they put one tweet that's a com- combination of some of the things that one person said and some of the things that the other person said and it ends up being pretty funny if you ask me and I was like messing around and doing like mine and Harry's and Caitlin's and Harry's and like sending it to Caitlin and it was just a grand old time so it really is funny because it goes back and you can sort of tell what tweets it's from or like you might not know but the combination I it must the machine must also look for certain words that it yeah. thinks are going to be good um, because it definitely doesn't just, like, randomize um, any tweet with any tweet. Yeah. Um, it also, like, looks at sentence structure to try to make it um, sound okay. God knows how that works. People with technology skills like that are stars, really. I know. Um, but um, we were going to just read a couple of them um, and have a good laugh before we get into the main discussion. Um, I had too many. I sent three to four initially to Kara, and then I found, like, ten, so <laughs> whoops. Um, but Kara, do you want to read one first? Did you do it in order of, like, did you do a bunch of them from you and the boys, or, like, did you just, what did you do? I, I did well, a couple from me and Harry, Liam and Talk Direction, I have a Niall Harry, I have a Zane Louie, and I have a Caitlin Kara. Oh, I was just doing me and all the boys. Okay, so I'll... Okay, so there's no order to this, really. Yeah, there's um, no order. I guess I'll do me and Liam first. Um, Okey-dokey. My dad has never experienced friendly banter in their life, and um, <laughs> the fans want to hear the album before it's released, question mark, which I thought was funny, because, like, LOL. That is because funny. the, so like, true. album's always leaked, so... Yep. LOL. That was good. Um, let's see. I had, for Harry and Caitlin... Um, I had a thought today. What if she heard? And the I had a thought today. What was all bold? So I <laughs> thought it was interesting that they were screaming. I had a thought today, and then what oh if gosh. she heard? Um, thanks for spending time for us with us. It's queer. Heart, 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 heart. <laughs> now the it's queer with all the rainbow hearts was what I tweeted about a music video that I saw. Um, and that was a, that was a word they decided to pair with everything. I know it came up when Kara was sending me ones. Um, but I thought this was funny. Um, because when you're on talk direction, we talk a lot of things about queerness and women and equality and racism and gender and so I'm glad this came up um and then also for Harry Caitlin I had I honestly don't understand how lovely you are H (laughs) which um was a combination that I felt really represented something uh, Harry would tweet so I included that one true um what's your next combo crafts um I had me and Zane um, love that this is the last vision you see before the world is engulfed. Oh my um, god. 
Um, you have a lot of quite dramatic uh, tweets too, so yours were always good for like the words. That's very fair. Um, I'm quite a dramatic person. And then I had another one of saying, I pride myself on being observant, but I don't care. Uh, laughy emoji and then <laughs> peace sign emoji. Um, I also had um, one that used that same tweet um, with me and Harry. Um, I pri- uh-huh. This is me and Harry. I pride myself on being observant, but my bus caught on fire and I just sat there. H. Wait, wait what? I pride oh, myself oh on yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was good. Um, yeah, Kara and I are talking over the phone now because our disconnection kept happening, so it's a lot harder to hear each other. I know. But hopefully the, oh, quality, so the quality should still be the same for them because we record ourselves separately, so that's why... Um, we might have trouble hearing each other, but you guys won't. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, yeah, with Zanes, and when I was looking for a Zane and Louie, I really wanted all those, like, um, like, what is it? Go back, stop bitching about my life ones to come up. But they never did. I clicked so many times. I'm like, why aren't you finding this word? This is clearly a good word to put in. I know. And also I was, I wanted to do for Liam, I wanted all his like iconic ones from like when he was 17. Like I'm only 17. I love green beans and stuff like that. They seem to pick more recent tweets, which just, yeah. we should do Twitter mashups ourselves. Or if anyone else wants to like do a put together Twitter mashup that they made up. Send us those in, because that could be mm-hmm. funny. Um, I had a Liam Talk Direction one that was, if Harry were the naughtiest, filthiest, sexiest chip ever. What? <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> um, that was, it. yeah, that was Harry Talk Direction. I guess that if Harry were, was ours, and then the naughtiest, filthiest, sexiest chip ever. Oh my god. was Liam's. What's another one of yours? Um, I have, um... Me and Louie, another banger from Made in the AM. Why am I here? Why are any of us here? <laughs> Louie gets very philosophical all of a sudden. <laughs> when you're promoting Made in the AM and suddenly you have an existential crisis. <laughs> Mid-tweet. Um, I had a Harry Nile one that was, Swaggy P is the man, travel safe, H. <laughs> That is a perfect combination. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Swaggy P is the man. Travel safe. Um, how how about you, Kara? Do you have another one? Um, my last one is me and Niall. It's a sad state of affairs, except for my jazz recital when I was nine. <laughs> God. <laughs> that one good thing still left. <laughs> um, then I had a Zane Louie one, which was... May the fourth be with this photo of me and the little lad. Oh my god, that's cute. (laughs) Um, I need another picture of Harry and Freddy. I mean, not Harry and Freddy, Louie and Freddy. Yes. Uh, That would be cute. We need more of those. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I had a couple from us. The first one is, is, so this is Kara and mine combined. Purple tree last night. Made golden by the streetlight's illumination, which I just thought sounded like a pretty poem line. What the heck? <laughs> That's beautiful. I know. <laughs> um, then, uh, this is so cute and warm and clawing its way out of my vocal cords. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! If that's not a perfect combination, I don't know what is. <laughs> I know. Um, and then the last one I had was, To all the lovely women in my life, you're just a compilation of everyone around you. Which I thought was a 
deep thought to think of and to see oh, what that means. Jeez. <laughs> that kind of like um, makes me happy slash nervous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was tweet mashup. Again, send us any if you if you did this yourself with your tweets or if you do it, just make it up. Um and get those really good old zooey fighting Twitter rants. Um, oh my god. In there. <laughs> um, but now we're gonna move on to our main discussion. And this week we have ranked all of One Direction songs they have ever made and put them in order. Um, I know we're always trying to rate 1D songs when we do song discussions and trying to figure out which ones are our favorites, which ones are our least favorites, and like why they are so. Um, so today we use this helpful little sorting quiz, which you can find at half-measures.tumblr.com. Um, I'll tweet out the link as well. Um, although I know I always say that type of stuff and then like God knows if I ever tweet links to things I say, but this time I will try to remember. <laughs> um, so what you do is it does like tons of song comparisons. So you say it'll give you two songs and you have to say which one you like better. Um, you also have the choice to click I like both and no opinion. Um, and by doing this, I mean, it took, I redid it. I've done it before a couple weeks ago. I redid it last night. I know my answers are very different because I've lined them up. <laughs> um, but it does it so that you end up rating every single song and it ranks them in order of favorite to least favorite. Um, and it's very difficult to do. Yes. Um, but we, we did this. Um, and before we get into the horribleness of trying to rate One Direction songs, I wanted to first read listener answers of favorite songs and least favorite songs um, from One Direction, because I've been doing a lot of Twitter polls um, asking about song comparisons, favorite, least favorite, and then also just I uh, just tweeted asking for your, for your answers. Um, so why don't we read these back and forth, Kara? First, we're going to do the favorite songs from the listeners. Okay. Do you want to start? Sure. Um, so, Zorin, um, oh my god, I am so sorry. Hropic? Please tell me when I pronounce things wrong, because I'm sure I did. Um, there is never a part in my day where I don't want to hear No Control. Best song ever is a close second. That's beautiful. Uh, Mandy or at 1dfan26 said, That is so hard. It depends on my mood. 18? But where do broken hearts go? What a feeling. Yes. And ready to run are up there too. Laura at fake Laura Payne. It's you and I. That was the song that made me a directioner. And that's why I will always love it most. Um, at Maggie Meg Meg said, Olivia for sure. But my other faves that are close behind are Fireproof, Fool's Gold, Kiss You, and Girl Almighty. Um, Kesha um, uh, underscore PL, only one. I love them all so much, but if I really had to choose, it'd be Girl Almighty, Yellow Heart, Dancer, Strong, Arm Emoji. Caitlin wrote those all out. <laughs> yeah, because for the last ones, I didn't realize we got more responses, so I had to just type them up rather than oh, copying dang. them. Um, at Rachel Four said, "Don't forget where you belong." Lucia says, "I could never." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's just I could never. No punctuation. <laughs> yes. Um, at One D Love Five Two One or Angela said, "My favorite song usually changes all the time, but right now my favorite ever One Direction song would be Home." Um, Christina underscore Jodell says, "Through the dark." 
And lastly, Ashley Bazelli, Bazelli said, if I could fly, red heart emoji. Um, and then we have the least favorite song. So, again, let's go through these ones. Kara, start okay. us off. Oh, am I starting? Yeah. Um, Mandy at 1DFan26, Little Things. I've always just found the lyrics weird. Hope I don't get hate for saying that. There are a few things, or there are a few I find forgettable, like Once in a Lifetime, but that's a fa- fandom favorite that I've just never liked. At Maggie Meg Meg said, change your ticket, and then the monkey emoji covering its eyes. Oh my god, I have to mispronounce their name twice. Um, Zoran uh, Hropic, <laughs> na na na, the lyrics are amazing. First we're like, na na na, and then we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So deep, really speaks to the heart. <laughs> okay, so this was part of a conversation we were having on Twitter where um, they said that Na 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 was one of their least favorites, and I was like, well, it's always had a place in my heart, but I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> and then they responded with, first we're like, Na Na Na, then we're like, yeah, 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 so deep, really speaks to the heart, <laughs> which was a sarcastic response, obviously, but I thought it was pretty funny. Um, at Fake Laura Payne, which I really like your username, um, said, I never did, like, same mistakes. It just annoys me. Amen. Um, girl Almighty at loving underscore fiction says, I know this is a super unpopular opinion, but I don't like over again. Um, at Kesha underscore PL said, loved you first. I'd be happy to ignore the lyrics if the music was good. Monkey emoji, <laughs> sweaty smiley emoji. It's just annoying. Uh, 1D won't act my age. I always skip I want if it comes on shuffle. I can't stand that song. And finally, Ashley Bazelli said Summer Love. Um, so do you agree with these just like sort of generally without getting into our opinions? Do you think our listeners have a similar taste to you or not so much? Yeah, I actually do. Especially the least favorite songs. I was like really kind of pleasantly surprised about how much I agreed with um, the least favorite songs. I was like, oh, I didn't realize people, like, other people felt the same way, so. Yeah, there's definitely ones in both categories where I'm like, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into that, so you'll see what we, what, which ones we're talking about. Um, But I thought our listeners had pretty good opinions, except for a couple where I was like, na-na-na, na-na-na is a great song. Oh my god. (laughs) But besides that, um, I agreed. Um, So... Uh, yeah, make sure you go over to Talk Direction. Um, we're at Talk underscore Direction um, for more of these questions so that we can involve you guys in the show and get your um, answers. Um, but so now going back to the ranking quiz game that we took, um, where you could either choose one song or the other being your favorite, I like both or no opinion. Um, this was horribly hard to do, Kara. Do you agree? <laughs> Yes, and it was so long. I think there was, like, um, over, yeah, 376 questions, for me, at least. Um, uh-huh. And that's a lot. And, like, you, sometimes, yeah. like, towards the end, I had to take, I definitely had to take breaks. I was, like, doing some classwork in between to just, like, be like, okay, I need to step away from this. Like, I'm actually going <laughs> insane, I think. Um, but, like, I sometimes would be like, okay, I don't care. Like, I just, like, need to choose one. And sometimes it would be so hard that I would just be like, okay, I like both. Or, like, I literally have no opinion because I both, like, don't like these at the same exact, like, (laughs) ranking. Um, And um, you can see with my rankings that a lot of them, uh, I think I messed up the system because I have a lot that are, like, on the same level. That I I have, like, four number fives or something like that. Yeah, no, I have the same situation going on. But I think it would be interesting if we... 
What? I think that's really fair because, like, for me, I yeah. I think all those, like, are on the same level, so it worked. Yeah. It would be interesting, though, if we forced ourselves not to click either of those buttons. Ugh, and, like, I know. you had to come down to, like, one or the other. Because um, the way it works is it'll rank them, but if you end up with multiple songs on the same order, you might get, like five songs that are still ranked the same number. Yeah. Um, which happened a lot in our cases. Yeah. Um, but it was, this was so hard to do. And I did end up choosing like the no opinion or, um, I like both a a number of times because I mean, this took me over an hour to do, and this was the second time I've done it. Yeah. Um, so like this is a this is a process, but it is interesting to try to like get you to choose. Um, but just be prepared if you do take this quiz that it is it's not just like a ten question quiz because it yeah. is literally ranking all your songs. It's like doing it mathematically or whatever. Um, so did you have besides like taking breaks? Did you have a a process or like a method to picking what songs uh, were better, especially for like? harder ones, not so much the ones where there was, like, a clear better winner, but, like, ones that maybe you weren't sure or you, like, felt like you wanted to just hit the, like, no opinion button? I, um, I didn't listen to the songs for many of them, but some of them that I was like, oh, I really don't know, I went back and listened to them. I think it was, like, Home versus, crap, I can't remember, um, Long Way Down or something that I really had to, like, force myself Mm -hmm. to listen to them um but usually I would just kind of like play a bit of the song like in my head and just be like what one speaks to me more what do I have like more emotion attachment to um and yeah I I mostly went for like my first opinion um just because for one it took a lot of time so doing that like helped save some time and also I feel like Mm -hmm. first opinion um I don't know there's something to that uh so yeah that's how I did it yeah, I feel like, yeah, I listened to, um, I listened to a lot of the songs again, or, like, clips of part of the song. I'd, like, skip forward 40 seconds to the chorus. Um, especially I found, like, on the first two albums, I really needed to re-listen to some of the songs, because I'm just so much more familiar with, like, the last three albums, um, that I can hear, or, the, or I also, like, have a lot of songs that I love from the last three albums, so it might be easy, more easy, but there were some songs that came up again and again in the ranking, because you'll see multiple songs a whole bunch of times as it's comparing different songs to them. Like, I swear I listened to Save, Save My Heart, and, like, over again, there were just some of them that I kept listening to again and again, because <laughs> I would, like, not, not necessarily forget what they sounded like, but really needed that, like, close comparison hearing. Yeah. Um, so, like, I was searching those again, and, like, there was not a good way to, like, quickly listen to certain clips, but it I was wish a that, process. Like, um, what? I said it was a process. Oh, yeah, for sure. I wish, like, ideally, um, I know they probably can do this for, like, uh, one time and two copyright, but, like, um, if the, um, c- the quiz had, like, clips of the songs in it, that would mm-hmm. be really That's what cool. I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been really helpful, Mm because rather than just having to, like, go find it on your, like, wherever you keep your One Direction songs. Yeah. (laughs) um, It was difficult to do. And also, like, because this was my second time doing it, and I noticed a lot of differences, like, between the first time and this time, like, it's not, 
it does make a difference listening to the songs and like being reminded which songs are which and like what mood you're in or like yeah. which button you happen to just like click. You're like, well, these two are sort of on the same level. Let me just yeah. click this one. But then that could really move things around um, because you, it's so dependent. Other songs are dependent on like other battles that have happened. You know, the ranking of one song. You might not, you might not ever see a comparison of Girl Almighty to Save You Tonight. Yeah, but. There's another comparison with a song uh, that happened to both of those that ends up putting it in order. Um, you'll understand if you take it what I'm saying or if I've said it clearly enough, which I'm not sure I have. <laughs> um, but it all depends on, like, certain small choices could affect the, the overall picture of things. Mm-hmm. Um, were, there, were there certain songs or albums that you had more trouble ranking? Um, I think... Sometimes the ones that were like just middle of the road where I'm just like, I don't know if I really feel that strongly towards them and I just didn't know and I didn't want to hit no opinion or like I like both because sometimes I was like, I don't really like both of them. I don't really have, I don't know, it was just kind of hard. Um, and then I feel like some of them kind of got inflated because I pressed them and I, I liked them a little bit more, but it's like, I don't love them that much more, but like just like the tiniest bit yeah. more. Um, and then there's some that are like, I don't know. I like them, and um, I think they got a little higher because, like, they're good songs, in my opinion, but then I don't, like, listen to them that often, but, like, mm-hmm. standalone, they're also good songs. I don't know. It was just kind of confusing and, like, hard to decide because it's, like, emotional attachment versus, like, just a plain good song. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. With those middle-of-the-road ones, it was really hard, especially, like, at the beginning, you're sort of judging between... Um, songs that might not be close together in your ranking, but as it goes on, it's trying to get into the nitty-gritty of where things are. So it's comparing songs that are close together in your ranking of, like, the 91 songs or whatever it is. So it gets harder and harder as you go to, like, find that difference between songs. Um, And like I said earlier, like, the first two albums were harder for me to rank um, besides some of, like, the songs that I love on it, some of the ones that I just... Um, are ones I don't listen to that often were harder because they didn't I didn't immediately jump to them in my head unlike a song like Strong that I listen to a lot or Girl Almighty that I continue to listen to a lot not that I don't love the other songs but I just don't listen to them currently so it's harder to like recall what they sound like in comparison to another song um and then what's my next question um were there ones that you found I guess really easy to judge um the like definitely in the first um like beginning where it was like what a feeling versus um love you goodbye I think I like sent that um as a snapchat I was like hmm wonder how I will choose like yeah um there yeah and I really liked those because like wow like at least I have I cause, like sometimes you were like I don't even know what my opinions are anymore like you kind of like I don't even know get lost in your own head and you just like start questioning mm-hmm. everything so I liked having those ones that like really grounded me that were like yes I yeah. do have a definitive opinion on this yeah. like, I know, I know. This one those is were nice yeah because so many of them I was like I don't know I know this is gonna affect so many things <laughs> um, yeah for those for the earlier ones especially if there's a song you really really love it's automatically going to be chosen. Except also when you get to, like, some of the ones that you... If it's two ones you love, choosing between them can be hard. But, um... And also, like, with the ones that you really hate, it's easy just to, like, say that that's not the one you like. 
Um, but then there's also, once you start comparing many that you hate, it gets more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty much difficult the whole way through, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> be prepared to take this, guys. Um, but the next thing I want to do is for us to quickly just run through our top 20 and our least, our bottom 20. Okay. Um, so I, and I want to go backwards. So work your way up to number one. So starting with number 20 ranking and going up to number one. Now remember, because there's repeats in numbers, um, it's not going to hit every number one through 20. So like, say if I had two number threes, then it would skip a number four. So that it goes one, two, three, three, five, rather than one, two, three, four. Like it ends up skipping it to compensate for the number of repeats you had in ranking. Um, but so just go to whatever your 20s, 20 or multiple 20s were, and then read from 20 up to one. So this is her top 20, if that makes sense, getting to more favorite and more favorite. Wait, okay. Yes? So you want me to not do repeats just do like the top of the ones i'm confused no 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 do do the repeats oh okay okay. but i'm just saying you're not going to end up hitting every number because it skips numbers based on there being a lot of repeats if you look at it it might not go 20 19 18 nope um, because there's multiple of songs yeah okay cool um so So i have start with number 20s (laughs) okay awesome so, um, at, um, my lowest number 20, I have Fireproof, then it goes Everything About You, and then Long Way Down. And there's no difference between those, to be clear. Oh, yeah, um, you're right, you're they're right. They're all, they're all on level 20. <laughs> Do you want to just read all the way through to one, Kara? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Diana, Drag Me Down, um, Don't Forget Where You Belong, Best Song Ever, End of the day. Wait, could you read the? Could you wait? Wait. Could you read the number that goes along with them so we know yeah. which ones are? Let me on the write same. this time down so I can. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Okay. So, um, number twenty, we have "Long Way Down," "Everything About You," and "Fireproof." Nineteen is Diana. 18 is Drag Me Down, 16 is Best Song Ever and Don't Forget Where You Belong, 15 is End of the Day, 13 is 18 and Where Did Broken Hearts Go, 12 is I Would, 11 is Act My Age, 9 is No Control, 9 is also Fool's Gold, 8 is Happily, 4 is um, They Don't Know About Us, Strong, She's Not Afraid and Girl Almighty, Two is I want to write you a song, Olivia and Olivia, and one is what a feeling. Yeah. Yay! Okay, that was good. Now I'm going to read mine, and then we're going to discuss them. Um, okay, so my twenties, I had two. Um, I had never enough and home were both twenty, uh, and then it goes to fifteen. <laughs> There's a big <laughs> jump there, <laughs> but I had like five fifteens. 15 was Best Song Ever, Walking in the Wind, Temporary Fix, What a Feeling, and Long Way Down. Um, 14 was If I Could Fly. Uh, 13 was Where Do Broken Hearts Go. 12 was Drag Me Down. Uh, I had a number of eights, which were Through the Dark, Happily, Don't Forget Where You Belong, and Act My Age. Um, 
Six was Story of My Life and Strong. Five was No Control. Three was History and uh, End of the Day. Two was Girl Almighty. And one was Olivia. Hmm. Um, so those are mine. Um, and that was, it was interesting because that was the second one I did. The first time I did it, I had, I think I was more definitive in like what went first because yeah. I had less overlap. Um but then I thought harder about it this, like, apparently this time, and I liked them all equally. So, <laughs> um, not a lot of, um, clear levels, but I think that's sort of what it is. And, and also just listening from, like, what listeners wrote in saying, like, it depends on the day, it depends on how definitely. I'm feeling. I think that definitely rings true. Also, I found um, that, like, um, songs that we've done song discussions are, I feel like ranked higher. Um, I think mm. that like strong really, I mean, I love that song, but I think that it, like, it's number four for me here. And I like, wouldn't have expected that, but I think that like, we recently did a song discussion and that just like brings so much more mm-hmm. meaning to it. So yeah, that definitely yeah. has stuff to do with that too. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, was there anything that you found like surprising, um, or is this like top 20 sort of reasonable for what you were thinking? Um, somewhat. I liked that Olivia and I Want to Write You a Song are both number two because I definitely, like, could not find myself, um, like, choosing between them. But I think that, like, Happily and Strong, I feel like I would have expected them to be different or, like, swapped because Strong is number four and Happily is eight. I mean, it straight up goes from four to eight, but, I mean, I guess, so they're, like, kind of, like, almost Mm -hmm. equal. But, um, yeah, otherwise, um, I think it's kind of what I expected, um... It's, uh, it has a good mix, I think, of, like, stuff from, um, the first, no, not the first album. I think, like, the, after the first album, it has a good mix of, like, the later four albums, um, and I think mm-hmm. it's definitely, um, swaying towards the newer stuff than the later stuff, though. But there's mm-hmm. a few, um, like, older songs mm-hmm. mixed in there. Yeah, I, I had similar, it was a lot of, I mean, in my top 20, I don't I only had songs from the last three albums. Is that what you said, or did you have um, any from the first two? I had a couple <laughs> from. I mean, I had like um, they don't know about us, and I would. So I have a few from like mm-hmm. um, oh, and she's not afraid. I had, so I had a few from yeah. like um, the first or the mm-hmm. the second and third. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and I definitely I think five and three were very high for me in my top 20. I'm not, not five and three, album five, album three. I have them numbered. So I have them as five and three, but I didn't, okay. didn't tell you that my system for coding. So made in the AM and midnight memories. Um, I had a lot of songs from those. Um, and yeah, I think I semi agree with this. Like it was funny. Cause when I was looking at my old ranking, seeing if I wanted to use that, um, I was like, Oh, end of the day came before history. Do I agree with that? And then, like, when I redid it, they ended up both on the same, um, they both ended up as number three, which I felt was more accurate. Um, and also, it's not like, it's not like a giant surprise what your thing ends up as, because you know as you're going, if you continue to put, like, I made Olivia win every single one, yeah. it was never gonna lose, then I know that's gonna be number one. Yeah. Um, um, but it's sometimes harder to keep track track of ones that aren't, are winning and losing. Um and definitely the top, sort of, like, my top ten are the ones that I do feel are my top ten. And I feel like those are the ones I listen to the most and um, feel, like, the most connection to. Um, so I was, I thought this was a pretty good um, 
representation of what I like. Um, and I'm, then, like, really surprised because um, history is number three for you, and then history is 34 for me, and story of my life is are you serious? 46 for me, and I'm just like, Kara, what have you done? <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, that's a little... You don't like history that much? I don't, like, not really. I just feel like it's kind of... I don't know. I think that, like, sometimes when they, like, over, like, when they really, uh, what's it called? When they really go all out and, like, perform it at so many different events, I get tired of it. Like, that's what happened to Story of My Life, and that's why it's so low down, because I still have not, um, mm-hmm. like, re- Meanwhile, both of those are, like, up there for me. <laughs> yeah, and, and mine are, like, Story of My Life is straight up in the middle, like, and I was like, okay. I mean, it's a good song, but I just got really burnt out, and I haven't been able to refuel from that, like over ex- like exhaustion from it like a couple years ago mm-hmm. so yeah I mean I history I guess for me has also in my family it's sort of become a family song like in my um um immediate family yeah where we sing it a lot together and like everyone in my family knows the song which has never mm-hmm. happened with a One Direction song because I think my parents and brother also really like it. And while my I force my sisters to sing One Direction and listen to One Direction and they enjoy it and like it now, um, like, my parents and brother aren't always like, this is, like, a One Direction song. Let me sing it. And, like, when I hear my brother randomly singing history, it makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that also gives it that um, yeah, like definitely. boost up. up. And I, I also just, like, the nostalgia and, like, the remembering One Direction being together and that... Freaking X Factor performance that you never watched that, I know, I that could change things, that could change everything in your ranking, Kara. Mm, I don't um, know. Or it can make it go history... down lower. <laughs> no, it won't. It's good. Because if history moves for you, it could bump a whole bunch of other songs a whole bunch of other ways, you know? And then how about I want to write you a song for yours? Why did that make the. Why did that. Why did you have that as number two? That surprised me when you read yours. Um, whenever I listen to, uh, I want to write you a song, I just kind of have to, like, sit and just, like, feel things for a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, and I just, like, I don't know, I really, really love it, and it just kind of, I don't know, yeah. Yeah. Are there any other questions you have about my list, list of, Um, we have a lot of overlap, which is to be expected, knowing, like, how, what we talk about on the show. Yeah, I didn't realize that Long Way Down would be up there for you. I don't know why I didn't expect that, because we always talk about the imagery, but I didn't know if you liked it, like, <laughs> like um, musically. Yeah, I do. I really like that one. Um, yeah. I'm trying to see where it ended up on my first one, because I don't think it was as high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I guess it was 19 on my other one. Long Way Down ended up being a 15er on this one. <laughs> Although that's the 15 that there was, like, five 15s, so yeah. oh, it could have well. been a 19, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess, I think the more that we talk about it, too, and we've been talking about, like, the imagery with just when we talk about, like, water and, like, boats, it always, like, comes up and, um, or not boats, whatever the imagery is in that one, we talk about imagery, that one's always mentioned, and I do quite like, I feel like it's just such also, like, a warm-feeling song, like, I think mm-hmm. of, like, fire, like, warmth from a fireplace or something, so that one made it up there. Mm. Um. Uh, and do you notice any other trends in your sort of top 10, top 20, or, like, why they made it up there, given, like, our um, discussions about songwriting and, like, who wrote the songs that we like most? Was it the boys or were were they other songwriters um, or anything like imagery or stuff like that? Um, 
I I think that a, like all my top ten really do have like strong lyrics. Like I'm thinking like I want to write your song. Um, strong, what a feeling, Olivia. Like all of them are just like they really hit the like three like perfect trifecta, if you will. Like you mm-hmm. know, um, lyrics, musically, mm-hmm. um, and um, like what's the other one? Emotional like affect, I guess. I don't know, yeah. but it just like kind of has like all of that like you know, like, emotional, like, attachment to it and stuff, um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of one that I would be, like, oh, this isn't, like, a very strong song, like, even She's Not Afraid, it tells a story, I love it, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and one of the biggest things I noticed about just the ones in my top 20, they were all ones, like, that have a really deep connection to me on, like, my own life, rather than just, um, like, I'm enjoying this song, it's a good laugh, you know, or it's a good, like, bop. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like I all I had personal connections with each of the songs and, like, stories I could tell about yeah. what they meant to me or, like, experiences listening to them um, with people or by myself or whatever it was um, that made them, like, be that favorite. And that goes back to our discussion of good song versus favorite song. And I know we talked about, like when you have a connection to it and, like, when it means something to you or you have a history with the song, it definitely, like, plays into what's your favorite song. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything else about the top top ones we've chosen? Mm, not really. Okay, so let's move on to our 10 tw- or 20 least favorite, starting okay. from, um, like, the... Not starting from the least, least favorite, but working up to the least favorite. So going from, like, the... uh, I I wrote them as, like, the 20th least favorite all the way to the number one least favorite, I suppose. Um, Do you want to start? Um, Why don't you go? Because I have to count mine. I have to figure (laughs) out where... Yeah. That's what I was thinking you were doing. Um, Okay, so for 20, I had Truly Madly Deeply... 19, I had Why Don't We Go There, um, or I guess I should say 67. Okay, so 67, my 67th favorite song was Truly Madly Deep Day. 68th was Why Don't We Go There. 69 was They Don't Know About Us. 70 was Everything About You. Uh, another 70 was Loved You First. 72 was Fireproof, which is funny because that was up in your, like, top 20. (laughs) Um, 73 was Little Black Dress. 74 was Moments. Another 74 was Taken. 76 was More Than This. Uh, 77 was Over Again. 78 was Little White Lies. 79 was Magic. 80 was Another World. 80 was also Stockholm Syndrome. 80 was also Summer Love. 83 was You and I. 84 was Right Now. 84 was also Same Mistakes. 86 was Save You Tonight. 87 was Spaces. 88 was Stole My Heart. 89 was Steal My Girl. 90 was Once in a Lifetime. 90 was also Forever Young. And my least favorite song out of all One Direction songs, 92, was Illusion. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that is my list. Kara, why don't you read yours and then we will analyze. 
what the heck? They don't know about us is your number 69. I didn't even see that. What is wrong okay. with you? Just kidding. Everyone's allowed to their, uh, your opinions, uh, but that's just... But honestly, wait, let's see where they don't know about us ended. I guess, no, they don't know about us was 72 in the other one. Honestly, I feel like it could be so finicky, though, you know? Like, what these do you things, mean? Like, the difference, really, between she's not afraid and they don't know about us, for me, it's not that different. But one ends up at 69, one's up at 57, and 69 happens to be in my bottom 20. Yeah. So... You know, some of these ones, it's hard to choose between, especially these the first albums where I don't necessarily have, like, those personal connections where I remember where I was. It was all, it was more so, like, a big consumption of the album all at once, and then Midnight Memories was the current album, so, like, I was more into that because it was coming out, so. Yeah, and I had, like, the first two albums, and I, like, you know, devoured them for, like, years and, like, only mm-hmm. had that, really, so... Um, And, like, in high school, like, I was, like, dependent on One Direction to be, like, my source of happiness for a lot of it. So, like, I literally, like, you know, literally devoured those albums and, like, Uh listened to them on repeat over and over and over and over and over again. So, like, that's Mm – I have, like, very strong emotional connections with the first two albums especially. Yeah. Um, Uh, I wish I – I wish I hadn't been there when they were just coming out. So sad. Um, I mean, I was there when What's It Called had just come out, the second one. Um, take me home because it was that December that I got into them but like it wasn't the same as like the build-up and yeah you know so yeah anyway why don't you read your uh least favorite 20 okay leading up to your most least favorite okay I kind of got confused but I'm just gonna start from 68 and go (laughs) okay um little things or 68 little things also 68, Magic, Midnight Memories, More Than This. Six, or no, 72, Clouds. 73, Stole My Heart. 74, Illusion. 75, I Should Have Kissed You. 76, Once in a Lifetime. Also 76, Changed My Mind. And I Wish and Last First Kiss. 80 is Another World. 81, Loved You First. 81, Na Na Na. Also Over Again, Right Now, Something Great and Taken. And why don't we go there? Um, 88 You had a is, lot of indecision. I know. I didn't even think that I, like, pressed, pressed it that often. I was like, I'm doing so great. I barely said no opinion or love them both. Clearly didn't. Um, uh-huh. 88 is Does He Know. 88 is also Forever Young. Um, 90, Love You Goodbye. 91 wow. is... Yeah. No, it should have been the way down more. It should have been my last one. Anyway, 91 is moments and same mistakes, which I appreciate. And I think those those final three are fine and they deserve to be there. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Love you goodbye, man. No, love you goodbye is a jam. It's... I had it way up. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, where is it? Let me see where it is for you. I have it number 25. (laughs) Holy God. That is really high up there. Let me see what mine... Number 25 for me was If I Could Fly, which I feel like is fair. No, If I Could Fly was farther. It was 14 for me. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's let's answer these same questions. Did you find... Did you expect this to happen with these last 20? Were there any surprises? Do you agree with it? Is this a good representation of your least favorite One Direction songs? Um, I think so. I think that, like, these are a lot of the ones that I just don't care about. And, like, um, I think that's, like, kind of why a bunch of these ended up 
here um i'm thinking like i know a lot of the your ones or ones that we talked about like they don't have like they have kind of like uh sketchy lyrics or like Mm -hmm. just i don't know weird things that they're about but i kind of found those are more like middle like lower middle to me just because Mm -hmm. like they could have good music and um like as long as they like make an impact on me like if they have good music i would put it higher up than things i literally can't even remember what it's about or can't even remember Mm -hmm. like how it sounds um so Mm -hmm. i kind of rather have it have an emotional impact on me and like have a good sound than like literally just a blank slate and mean nothing to me like mm-hmm. last first kiss or like over again I really I really yeah some of them just like don't make sense musically to me either like mm-hmm. moments and same mistakes over again never made sense to me like and just I never sounded to stole good. my heart too so many times it's a terrible song it's just very watery I don't get it is Stole My Heart the one where it's, like, kind of sounds like a club? Yeah, it's very weird. I don't... Yeah, I don't like know. I think there's, like, yeah, it's, You can't it even hear their voices. Weird. It's more like the music. I I feel like it's kind of sounds like they turned it all the way up in a club and they made One Direction, <laughs> like, share one microphone that wasn't actually working. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what that sounds like to me. Yes. Um, and these were the ones, honestly, I had to listen to some of these so many times. Like, I mean, we have a lot of crossover with the ones you've mentioned. Yeah. Um, it was definitely, I do agree with these. There's none that I would say don't fit here. Um, I mean, Fireproof, maybe. (laughs) I'm surprised Um, it's so far down. I love that song. I know. I don't really, I guess, like, I don't know. I guess I didn't love it. Um. Guess not. I'm surprised um, that um, Little White Lies is so far down because I feel like it's kind of like a jam. Or is it more so the lyrics that like... It was for the lyrics, yeah. Okay. Um, that was a question I was going to get into later, but because you brought it up, why don't we just discuss it now? Um, okay. Sort of deciding on uh, like how you made a decision on like what what made the cut as a bad song given like our feminist perspective, I guess. Um, like you were saying that a sort of blah, boring, not remembering song was worse than a maybe annoying lyrics, like shady lyrics type of thing. Yeah. Um, For me, that's like kind of like how I judge it off. Like, um, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I mean, maybe I'm wrong and maybe I've said this in the past. Like I've something said something that contradicts this in the past, but like, I feel like there's no One Direction song that's like literally like irreprehensible that I like as like unforgivable to me. I guess like mm-hmm. a lot of them, I'm just like, okay, this is not, this is not good. This is not like how it should like this shouldn't be a song. But I'm not nothing that's like this is horrible and I'll never listen to it again because of the lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. At least for me. So um, yeah, I rather kind of have like something that like has like eh lyrics, but like otherwise is okay like still my girl Mm -hmm. like it's not like my final or my bottom 10 or whatever just because um I don't love it but like for some reason when it comes on I still jam to it I don't know why and I don't even love it that much but it like for some reason I think that maybe I have no idea why um but yeah there's like so I think I'd choose music over lyrics in some way I don't know unless they were like completely horrible and like but I don't think One Direction has any ones that, like, really, really stand out to me that I'm like, this is actually really horrible. I don't mm-hmm. know. 
Yeah, I somewhat did that. I guess I was more um, stringent in my, like, if the lyrics were bad, it it went lower. Um, But still, like, it wasn't, like, Illusion is my bottom one, and that's not, like, it has problematic lyrics. Um, And, like, Forever Forever Young and Once in a Lifetime, those were my, like, least, least Mm -hmm. favorite. Um, And those still were worse than Steal My Girl or Stockholm Syndrome. Um, So... I mean, it definitely, the, it, it's hard to say because, like, something like Wolves, I also have, like, problems with the lyrics, but the music is just so amazing. I know, God. It ended up, where's Wolves for me? Let's see. 45 for um, you. Yeah, 45. So, like, it ended up way up there because the music is really, really good. And so, like, I gave it leeway. Um, yeah. But Steal My Girl, I don't love the music and I hate the lyrics. So, it was, like, my fourth least favorite. Um, but it definitely it what it's hard to say it's like are you going based on like like how do all of these things factor in you know mm-hmm. they all do factor in and like what are you going to put weight to and what are you going to just like let slide um yeah it was interesting to think about mm-hmm. um looking at mine are there any other qualms you have about it um let me look uh Right now, is it right where it should be? You and I, wow, you really did not like that. I was, that's interesting, huh? Is it because, like, it's boring for you, or is it, like, the Zane relation? It's the bore factor. I (laughs) just, I just think it's a bit of a snooze fest. (laughs) That would be a terrible X Factor (laughs) spinoff. A terrible what? X Factor what? Spinoff, the bore factor. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Okay, um, over again, thank God. I, what, are you, what are your thoughts on over again? Uh, where do I have it? I have it pretty 77. Low, yeah, 77. I don't like it. It's boring. And Isn't it? Was- so, and then, like, the showers that are British, like, and this is the one that Ed Sheeran wrote, huh? Wait, is that, where was your over again? Uh. Oh, yours is 81. You didn't yeah. like it either. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, I I do. Okay, I really do love the showers that are British line. I think that's it's funny. so ridiculous. Like I love it because it's so stupid. <laughs> yes, um, but I just think it's kind of um, I don't know. I I didn't live up to other songs from those eras for me. Um, yeah, there were other ones that like grab me more than over again. Um, and that's someone was saying that in our our one of our listeners said that was a fan favorite. I don't really know so much of the fan favorites from back on these albums. Yeah, that's um, why I was like, oh, Moments is down there for you. Because I think that if you were in the fandom back then, I think it would be higher up because it was at a very, it was definitely a fan favorite and, like, it had a lot of emotional impact for the fans. But I, like, can't listen to that song. It truly, like, uh, repulses my ears. Moments, yeah. Wait, where do you have it? Uh, I oh, have it, have it 91. 91. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... um. Yeah, I want to, looking at yours, I had a problem with one of them. Where is it? Um, I wish, um, no, wait, 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 which one is, no, I want, where did you have I want? Was that, um, 41. Oh, okay, no, never mind then. Yeah, I would never put I want down there, yeah, because it's always confusing, because it's like, I wish is like this blah song, but I want is so good, well, in my opinion, like, the music is so good, so. Uh, I love I want. Wait, where did I stick I want? Uh, oh, yeah, I had it 28. That is a good one. I that is a like jam. that one. Um, do I disagree with any of these? Um, 
na 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 um what's with that <laughs> i'm sorry it can't be my number one it can't be everyone's number one actually wait where the heck is it on yours mine is pretty high up i think let's see oops it's 41 oh my god <laughs> Na 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 beat out ready to run. Jesus <laughs> it beat out Christ. wolves. It eat, beat out Hey Angel. It was it's a good one. Um Wowie. Wow wow. <laughs> I obviously have a problem with Love You Goodbye. Um, yeah. but well. that's expected. And then something great for me. Okay, wait. So the first time I did this. Uh-huh. Um something great was 76, but then it ended up moving up to 63. Whoa! Because I listened to it again and liked it more. <laughs> Something great on sixty-three. Yeah. Oh my god! It was. I don't know why. Because it was. It was in my. It would. It would have been in my bottom twenty. But then I listened again, and I just kind of liked the guitar. I. I guess I didn't listening back. I don't really focus so much on it that it has like this really nice acoustic guitar sound hmm. um i sort of more focus on like the fact that the title is something great and that's just so bland i can't even <laughs> handle it um <laughs> but uh listening i was just like wow this music is really really good i like it more than a lot of songs now so huh. you know it doesn't hurt that harry also wrote it um yeah so that well. that helps bump up the bland songwriting bits. <laughs> oh my god, I just pushed it down into 81, so. <laughs> um, okay, anything else about these least favorite songs before we get into some more intense um, analysis? Um, nope. Um, and, and we kind of talked about the how our experience in songwriting and feminism plays in on the songs. Um, do you have anything else to say about that? I guess for the least favorite songs, did you find that... Um, Ex- like these songs you didn't have like definitive moments in your life that you remember or like your own personal connections with these yeah and if I did have a personal connection to it would be just like me like remembering how much I hated it back in the day so it just like bumped <laughs> it down <laughs> yeah I think that a lot of mine were either like songs that I didn't like because of feminist reasons songs that were just like so boring I had no personal connection with yeah and like songs that you just don't remember like yeah. not don't remember in that like I forget that that was a One Direction song but just like unrememberable unsignificant songs mm-hmm. that just like didn't make that connection to me compared to like my top 20 that they I all I can think of so many instances and like ways they connect to me and like my life and stuff yeah exactly Um, and the songwriting here is just more bland and I I would it would be interesting to like compare the song titles of like these top ones it's so weird even just like looking at my top 10 like the song titles like bring a smile to my face just because like I know what they all mean um but like looking at this like bottom 20 I don't even know if you can tell by like the song titles they're just gonna be terrible <laughs> I know, I don't know. Oh my god <laughs> I mean some of them Stockholm Syndrome that song title just tells everything about the song that's um, very fair where did you stick Stockholm Syndrome Too um high, 66 it was almost in my bottom 20 like just mm, one yeah. away yeah just terrible. Um, and then Steal My Girl. Like, you can just tell by the song title that's not going to be great. Yeah. Forever Young. I don't think the... Um, that's not a One Direction song, right? Is That, that a, was from X Factor, so I don't really... Yeah. Yeah, that was... Was that their song, the single that they sing I think so, yeah. X Factor? 
Um, it's just the production on it I thought was really bad. Ugh. Yeah. At least on the version I listened to, it it almost reminded me of um, Stole My Heart, or was it Stole My Heart? Yeah, yeah Stole no, My Heart, I agree. you can't hear their voices. It's like they're washed out. It's so um, weird. And also, like, I hate songs that are, like, by older artists that are just like, I'm never getting old. That's why I hate the song Closer. That's like, we're never uh-huh. getting older. But like, guess what? You are every second of every single day of every single moment of your life. <laughs> I just like, I literally for some reason have like a very visceral reaction to people saying like, I'm never getting older. I'm going to be young forever. It's like, please uh-huh. stop. Like, just get a grip on reality, dude. Like, <laughs> Yes. Um, I've heard you rant about that in these past weeks a uh, number of times. I know. I just really, I really, oh, oh. Huh. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, then moving on to um, what trends did you see in terms of albums? So, like, we talk a lot of times about how um, as each album comes out, the songs get better, we like the albums more, the boys say, this is our best album yet, every time. So, under that thinking, the albums are progressively getting better and better. Um, But let's see, based on our rankings of songs, if that really actually pans out, and whether um, the songs from newer albums are ranked higher or not. Just, um, I guess, what would, first of all, what is your ranking of album liking before looking at the data? Okay. Um, I think Made in the AM would be my number one. Um, mm-hmm. Four would probably be number two. Um, and then Take Me Home and then Midnight Memories and then Up All Night. So yours yeah. doesn't go, yours doesn't go chronologically? No. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say mine goes for, uh, take, God, jeez, can't even speak. <laughs> Made in the AM is my number one. Then I'd say maybe foreign midnight memories are sort of tied then um take me home then up all night um Mm -hmm. although take me home and up all night i did consume them all at once so i have a lot of trouble uh deciphering which songs go on which albums yeah um, you know what I realized? Yeah. Like, the main AM album cover is so ugly, and I, like, will never forgive them for it. Like, <laughs> really? I just... Yes, I literally hate it so much, and I just, like, don't understand, like, because, like, the, like, four and Midnight Memories, I like the album covers, and then freaking mm-hmm. Made in the AM has the ugliest font in the world. They have, like, these, like, this gross orange color that, like, they just can't pull off, and then they just, like, shove them in this, like, basement with this grimy <laughs> stuff. I just, like, can't get over how ugly it is. Like, the ugly orange, like, I love orange. Like, I have orange hair, hello, and I, I've grown to like it, but it's just, like, the way that they, oh, my God, it just, like, I don't know what the heck they stylistically were trying to go for, but they just really did not do anything. Um, yeah, They were sticking them back on a couch, like, all those interviews. But it's, like, why did they stick them in the ugliest <laughs> basement that has ever existed? Like, There's, like, stains on the walls. I know, like, literally, like, they just, like, clean off, like, blood splatter. Like, do they just, like, go and ask like, a police officer, like, where is your nearest, like, crime scene that we could just say? Like, I don't even know. I don't know. I'm just going too far into this. But I really don't like the Mini Mayhem. Um, okay, but cover. tell me we didn't need both Harry and Louis' facial expressions in our lives. I mean, Harry looks like he's never been happy his life. <laughs> Niall looks like he's like a leprechaun who's like looking at a bowl of lucky charms. Liam just looks like he's like a smug smirky boy and Louis just looks like he is I don't even know just dazed and confused and kind of mad. 
No. Oh no! You know what Louis looks like? Camera. He looks like he's um angry father in a parent-teacher conference who's trying to like hold it together. <laughs> that's what his face facial expression is giving me. And that's something you didn't want to see, <laughs> like. That's true. I mean, I did need it, and now I guess I do know what it looks like. But it's like right. I don't know if all these facial expressions really work. Although maybe it does go because the album is so like you know it's like a mishmash, um, a nice mixture. Uh-huh. So maybe their like facial expressions, <laughs> you know, um, mirror that, which I guess kind of works each of the boys got three songs that they had to like express (laughs) through their facial expression (laughs) and this is what came up they came up with harry's is definitely like if i could fly he took on for sure niles is definitely Uh, temporary fix yes uh louis i could see a little bit of long way down or Mm. love you goodbye yes (laughs) um liam what a feeling hmm um, what's with Niall's leg, though, here? It's like he's holding it up. God, it's like he's, like, was told to elevate it by his, like, doctor, and, like... <laughs> oh. Well, we've gotten sidetracked. Yes. Anyway. Um, what were we on? Um, oh, our album order. Oh, yes, our album order. Okay, so, given all of that thinking, let's talk about the highest-ranking song... Uh, from each album. So what song from Up All Night was the highest ranked in your One Direction album rankings? Okay. Mine was Everything About You, which came in at number 20. Number 20. So up, there was no one. So number 20 is the highest Up All Night made it. Yeah. Um, and that, and why, what was, which one, sorry, which song did you say? Everything About You. And why did that one make it high for you out of all that? So that's your favorite song off the album, presumably. Yeah, um, because that was my favorite song off the album, like, um, back in the day, like, when I first heard it, um, when I had only had Up All Night, that was the only album that was out, and I just remember listening to it in, like, going to high school, like, on the bus, and, like, um, just, like, I don't know, I hated high school, so, like, having uh, One Direction to, like, kind of, like, calm me down and like give me at least a few moments of happiness per day um (laughs) was definitely a big part of high school for me and I just remember listening to everything about you and just like being so happy and just like kind of having a moment to myself and just being like okay things are cool I'm just listening to these teen boys like sing about like this kind of like imaginary figure that has no like real tangible qualities but I love it um Mm -hmm. so yeah Meanwhile, my, uh, that one was 70. Oh my <laughs> god. My well, one. you know, you can't put a price on emotion. <laughs> yes, so true. Um, my top one from Up All Night was What Makes You Beautiful coming in at number 23. Which That's is, fair. um, interesting that both of ours came in at around the same place, 23 yeah. and 20. Um, your What Makes You Beautiful is number 50. Oh, um, But I guess okay. that one, for me... I guess I do have that connection with What Makes You Beautiful, which made it higher up. Yeah. Um, because it was a single, so I did hear it a lot, and, like, I did know it, and um, also just, like, it's a classic jam, so. Yeah. Um, how about Take Me Home? What was your highest ranking from Take Me Home? Um, they Don't Know About Us and She's Not Afraid, which both came, came in at number four. Oh, number four. So that's really high for you. Yeah. I mean, I just love both of them. I think they're, like, perfect pop songs. Like, Take Me Home is, like, one of the perfect 
like pop albums of our time I would say in my eyes <laughs> and like I just feel like it's like everything I wanted like it's perfect bubblegum pop and like those two songs like uh-huh. they don't know about they don't know about us in my eyes is very like 90s or like early 2000s boy band and I loved mm-hmm. that I got a One Direction song that sounded like that because it was like already nostalgic and then you put on top of it One Direction like one of the earlier albums that I like already had a connection to um I love that and she's not afraid I just I think it's like awesome and I think that like it was one of the first songs that they um actually like described um a character in actual tangible terms that you could be like oh I actually kind of like no person like this or can relate to this um, because it's not just like oh she's beautiful and mm-hmm. um, her hair gets me overwhelmed or whatever like you know what I mean like there's actually mm-hmm. like dis- like distinguishable characteristics and also it's like yeah. just a fun song to jam out to um, so those mm-hmm. two songs for me are just like perfect pop songs so mm-hmm. for me they fell she's not afraid of 57 and they don't know about us with 69 oh my god um, <laughs> um, and then for me for the highest ranking was on take me home was rock me and that came in at 24 mm-hmm. um again i i just always remember singing that one and like being like ah it's like rock me oh they're saying like sex but secretly <laughs> like i thought it was <laughs> thought it was funny <laughs> um um but also just like i remember singing it at my house and my sister jess was like really into like, a couple of the songs. We sung, like, Rock Me and Heart Attack. Um, and so I have, like, fond memories of those ones. Where was Rock Me for you? Um, I'm trying to look. I literally don't know where my freaking... Oh, it's on the same page, Kara. Stupid. Rock Me is 56 for me. 56. Interesting. Um, okay, how about Midnight Memories? What was your highest ranking? Um, it was... Um, strong, which is four, and happily, which is eight. And I'm gonna say they're on the same tier because they shouldn't be separated. Um, because I think that happily actually would be higher than strong, and I don't know how this happened. So anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is really interesting. Like if you were to actually do it manually, the differences, yeah. which we'll talk about. So I don't want to talk about it, but okay. yes. Um, um, wait. So you said they were number four. Yeah. Um, I had Strong and Story of My Life both as number six. So those Mm. were my um, up there ones, which Strong for both of us are our favorites from that album, which makes sense because it's an awesome song. And that one does have, like, meaning um, for sure. Like, and and we've talked about it being a song, like, about, like, friendship and family. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's one of those, like, warm feeling songs. Plus it has the imagery... Um, so, no wonder it's up there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then for num- for number four, for album four, <laughs> titled four, um, what was your highest song? Mine was Girl Mighty, which is also number four. Nice. And mine was Girl Almighty, which came in at number two for me. Mm. Um, and then finally, Made in the A.M., what was your highest ranking song? What a feeling, which is a resounding number one. Oh yeah, and mine was Olivia, which was also a resounding number one. Um, it's interesting how both of our number ones don't have overlap, but some of the mm. ones that fall right below that do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you can have a favorite favorite because when that favorite favorite emerges, it just is favorite yeah. all else yeah. is like but when you get into like second and third and fourth there might be more overlap um 
Okay, the next thing we're going to say is our average ranking for each album. So to explain this, you take um, all of the rankings for each song on an album, add them all up, and divide by the number of songs there is. So that's the mean, um, like the mean number. And that'll show you which album had, like, on average, the lowest ranking number of songs. I mean, like, the highest ranking, I guess, like the lowest number highest ranking so the most songs with the best um that were most favorite does that make sense did i say that poorly Um, i mean it makes sense to me okay so the lower the number is the better the songs were ranked yeah um on average so do you want to say um what the average rankings were for each of the albums and like what order those fell into yeah so for Um, up all night what was your average ranking? Mine was 59.34, and that came in at number five. So that was the lowest, or the least favorite. Oh my god, that's so funny. My Up All Night ranking average was also 59. <laughs> really? Whoa. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. So weird. So despite us having like songs at different places, it's still average for both of us to be around 59. Um, yeah. And that was also my... That was number five, so that was the least favorite album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Take Me Home, what was your average ranking for that? Fifty or no, forty-five point oh six, and that was my. Uh, it came in at number three. Nice. Um, my Take Me Home was fifty-four point eight, and that was the number four. Hmm. Um, Midnight Memories, what was your average? 50 no 45.28 so it was like super close to take me home but take me home um was uh uh above it so below it god this is by, so confusing by point two. <laughs> yeah yeah by point two. so like um it was higher than midnight memories in my favorites list okay um and then what was your... Did I say My Midnight Memories? No. My Midnight Memories was 39.27. So oh, um, wow. it had a sl- slightly better ranking compared to yours. Mm-hmm. Um, versus my Take Me Home, which was 54 and yours was 45. So mine was a lot higher for that. But Mi- Midnight Memories was quite low. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> 39.27 compared to your 45.28. Um, and then for four, what was your ranking? Um, 39.69, so that was number two. Nice. Um, my four was 51.12, so that was actually my number three, and Midnight Memories was my number two. Um, huh. It's so weird, that, the R's are, like, quite off from that, too. Yeah, being wow. My four being 51 and yours being about 40. Hmm. Um, and then Made in the AM, was what was your ranking average for that? 32.34, so number one. And mine was 21.833. So it's funny how that was my number one as well. But clearly I ranked more of the songs higher than you did. Yeah, that's so interesting. Given that my average was 21 um, rather than your 32. I think Um, I put, um, since I put I Love You Goodbye as literally my number 90, um, I think it dragged the the average down a lot. Because I had definitely a lot of my favorite songs were from Made in the Am. They were a lot high up Mm -hmm. there, but I definitely dragged the average down with Love You Goodbye. I wonder what your average would be if you hadn't included um, (laughs) that. I can actually calculate it. Um, 
But, um, yeah, so just repeat. So then say again, in order, all your numbers, in order of album ranking while I calculate this. <laughs> okay, so Made in the AM was number one with 32.3. Four was number two with 39.69. Um, Take Me Home was number three with 45.06. Um, Midnight Memories was number four with 45.28. And Up All Night was last with 59.34. And so that average would have been 28.67. So not too much of a difference um, if I did my math correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, interesting. um, But definitely having those outliers pulls it down um, a lot. Yeah. Um, So my my order, my least favorite album was Up All Night with 59. Then Take Me Home with 54.8. Then four with fifty one point one two. Then midnight memories with thirty nine point two seven. Then made in the AM with twenty one point eight three three. And there is that like quite a big. There's like a twenty point jump between my second favorite and favorite album, midnight mm. memories, to made in the AM. There's a twenty point jump. So um, I thought that was also interesting to look at like how they change. But like between up all night and take me home, there wasn't that much of a difference to me, which is obvious based on like how I talk about the songs on it. I don't, they're kind of like interchangeable on the albums. There's, I got those two albums sort of devoured them at once. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that speaks to like how I feel. Yeah. Um, and then also I was thinking with you, um, some of those higher ranking spots, which make your Made in the AM Wild still like number one, you've also given a lot of the higher spots that I may have given to Made in the AM songs to some of the Up All Night or Take Me Home, yeah. or especially Take Me Home. Yeah, um, mine are like definitely like all mixed in there. I think that I have like a lot of high ones from all the albums, a lot of low ones from all the albums, um, just because mm-hmm. like I've kind of been in the fandom for the entire time. So I have an emotional connection with like all of them. So I just feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I think that it's, I, I feel like all my um, averages too are around like the same, like there isn't like a huge, huge gap, um, which is like mm-hmm. kind of interesting actually. I mean, like definitely made in the AM is definitely the high, like the, my favorite number one, yeah. but um, I mean, I don't know there. It's not like a huge, huge difference. Yeah, the three in the middle, especially, having yeah. 45, 45, and, and 40, um, those are all around, there's only, like, five points difference between them. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all sort of around the same ones. But they're, they're clearly, for you, Up All Night is the worst, and Made in the AM is the best. Yeah. Um, your numbers spoke And I'd that. agree with that. Yeah. Um, so do you, what do you think this says about the albums progressing? Do they, given the fact that our orders are not in order of like chronological of when the albums which album came when what does that say about one direction's improvement as time goes on i mean i would definitely say that like um uh, like bookend you know like the like the earliest album is the weakest and the like newest album is the best which i feel like is important but then in the middle it's kind of like just this crazy journey of like ups and downs um and like it kind of depends on like what you like better um and like what you're Mm -hmm. emotionally attached to I think it's like very subjective I think that like you can make a case for any of the albums being like in any order um within like the four take me home and midnight memories I think you can like kind of switch Mm -hmm. those all around and like I could see why anyone would want to put those in different orders but I think man in the am and up all night definitely deserve to be like the top and bottom um Mm -hmm. so yeah it depends on just like your preferences because ours are pretty different um Mm -hmm. where did you have four again 
Uh, it was number three. Okay, Midnight yeah. Memories beat it. Um, okay. By quite a ten points, so quite a bit. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, there is that overall general trend of worst to best, um, but it's not a perfect line. It's not linear, you know? Yeah. Um, and, like, I think you said it correctly when you said the subjective comes so much into play there um, <clears throat> because it isn't as clear-cut as comparing, like, the first album to the last album. Um, there is sort of, like, uh, slowly going forward and then going back. Some songs really jump forward. Some songs, like, hold the album back and make it, like, not as good. Um, and then some songs were prematurely amazing and, like, really pulled that yeah. album up to be something something great um and so it does like it's not just like perfect every song on this album is worse than the uh album that follows it you know that's not the way it works there's overlap um and also what i was thinking too is that these aren't this ranking is not weighted as in like you might give more pull, more weight to a song that you love yeah. than a song. I mean, every song has the same amount of pull, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, to me, Girl Almighty should have a ton more pull than, like, another song on the album that will have the same pull that I didn't love as much. So, like, so in that respect, it might, four might be my my second favorite album rather than Midnight Memories, which is what I found based on the on the numbers. Um, because, like, Girl Almighty and No Control pull four so far up because those are so strongly weighted in my head that it makes the album that much better, you know? Yeah, I agree. Would you say, um, sort of looking... Would you say that you agree with, like, what you found based on the numbers? Or that that waiting songs could impact like how you would rate them rate the albums i think i agree with like my order and my numbers um i think that like take me home and midnight memories are like so close but i do think i like mm-hmm. yeah i think i agree with like the point to um like uh, having take me home being point two above midnight memories but like them being very close um Mm -hmm. but yeah i'd love to see like i don't know how the heck we could do with like waiting it but yeah i would agree because like some of the like least favorite ones i just like literally don't care about at all and i just like don't even want to like think about them so yeah um yeah that gets very statistical if you want to do some more statistical analysis write (laughs) us in and (laughs) we'll give you our numbers not not phone numbers. I meant like numbers, <laughs> like rank, <laughs> ranking numbers of One Direction songs. <laughs> oh, no one's ever said that phrase and meant what I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, um, what is my next question? Um, what are I guess what are the shortcomings of of doing the songs, ranking them this way, using this quiz technique? rather than sort of manually going through every songs and moving things around. I think kind of um <laughs> it get kind of gets tiresome to the point where I'm kind of just sometimes clicking willy-nilly, not willy-nilly, but like not really pondering it as much as I maybe could if I had to do it like manually and like write it out and like place them different places. 
Um, and if I had, like, mm-hmm. you know, weeks to do it or something. Um, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, this kind of, like, forces you to... And also, like, the no opinion, and I like them both. Um, while I think it's important to have, I also, it kind of gave me, like, a, you know, like, a an escape route if I didn't want to decide. Um, and mm-hmm. if I had to, like, manually do it, like, 1 through 91 and, like, no skips, I think that, like, yeah. you know, would force me to, like, choose. Yeah. I agree with that. And I I think, like, also when you have the song names there all next to each other, you can really, like, test out an order and be like, no, that's not actually how I feel. Let me yeah. fix it. Like, I know I accidentally clicked, like, night changes over little things, and then I stopped and was like, wait, is that what I really think? Why did mm-hmm. I click, click, click so fast? But if you have the choice to go back and, like, move things around and test things out, um then it could make a difference. And that, like, you don't compare every song to another song, but if you do it manually, you can. So, like, it ends up telling you that because Strong beat Act My Age and Act My Age beat Happily, then it's going to go Strong, Act My Age, Happily. But, like, maybe you're like, well, let me think about it. Uh, How would I compare Strong, uh, Act My Age, I mean, yeah, Strong and Happily. Like, how would those fit together? Would I make the same choice if I had all three of them right next to each other where I can move them around especially when it gets to ones that are close to each other it's mm-hmm. hard to like it sometimes you need to rearrange and rethink and that type of thing mm-hmm. um uh is there anything specifically you can think of that you would change in your ordering that just like you're like well that doesn't make sense um I think that definitely uh girl mighty no 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 happily I have it at eight here, um, and then strong is number four. But like I said, I want them to be on the same level. Like I don't think happily should be lower mm-hmm. than strong. Um, mm-hmm. And other than that, like I don't know. I'd have to think about this because like some of these, I'm like, oh, that's like kind of weird that it got that high up or that low. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like some of the like middle of the road, I just like don't know how I feel about them. Sometimes I'm just like I like it, but I don't. I don't like that it's not. I don't like it enough to be in my top twenty, but obviously I don't want to mm-hmm. be my top. I mean, my bottom 20, so I just kind of, like, threw them all in there, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're just kind of, like, a mess. But I kind of, I guess, agree with that because I don't know how I would otherwise uh, distinguish, like, the order. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, I think a lot of the ones that have that sort of, like, all of them are the same number, I think I could go back and, like, put them in order of which ones I actually like. Like, I have four eights. But, like, I could sort out Don't Forget Where You Belong versus Happily versus Through the Dark versus Act My Age and, like, come up with an order. And then I also don't know where why Where Do Broken Hearts Go ended up number 13. I think it would be lowered down. Like, it didn't be If I Could Fly and What a Feeling, which mm-hmm. I disagree with. Um, uh, and I, I think, like, also in the moment I kept thinking, oh, Where Do Broken Hearts Go? I love that live performance. Exactly, yeah, Wood. yeah. <laughs> like, and that, like, swayed me a lot. But, like, is it one of my, really? Is it number 13 out of all of One Direction songs? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, mine know? was number 13, too, actually, and I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. But the the yeah. live performance really, really raised it up there. Yeah, so it is funny how things, like, get changed and pulled different directions based on, like, what you're thinking in that moment. Yeah. Um. Um, and do you think this helped you and gave you any insight into, like, uh, your understanding of One Direction songs? I said, what have we learned today, class? <laughs> I think so. I think that, um, I, I don't know. Actually, maybe not. I don't know. But I, I think it kind of just showed me that I'm very, uh, indecisive because I have so many of the same uh-huh. number. And I'm just like, yeah, that's, 
pretty accurate of my personality. <laughs> so, I mean, it just told uh-huh. me that I'm indecisive, which is fair. Yeah, I think, yeah, it definitely showed me I'm indecisive. It showed me how hard it is to choose between two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I kind of knew that because we're always wishy-washy about these things. <laughs> um, but, yeah. like, it, it also showed me how many songs I can't really, like, be can't think of like so quickly off the bat in a comparison setting Hmm. on like what they sound like and where they would rank and you know all of that stuff um but it also reminded me going back and listening to some of the first albums not that I don't do it I have been like driving a lot and I do listen to like some of the first albums but it does remind me like what a good jam they are and like how while the songs sound different um going from like the first album to the last album it doesn't mean that you stop liking songs even though there's better songs like some songs will just like be your favorites no matter how many more albums come out you know yeah i agree um okay so that's it unless you have any other closing thoughts no i just want to say that i think that we should um i know as we say this all the time hopefully we'll actually do this i want to put our um rankings um on our what's it called our show notes so people can actually like look through them all because i know that like reading them off kind of quickly is kind of confusing so i think that'd be a good thing yeah 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 that that would be a really good idea maybe we could post like pictures to our twitter as well or something yeah um because we did only read our top 20 and our bottom 20 but there is that um mishy middle part (laughs) as well that has a whole bunch of songs in it um and also you can read along as you go um too bad we didn't say that at the intro yep <laughs> so oh well they could go find it oh well go back and listen again um moving on to recommendations what is your recommendation this week Kara? um i've been listening one? yeah i do um i've been listening to this album called um i had a dream that you were mine um and it's so beautiful i can't pronounce the names of the the people who um did it um it was from um, one of the guys who was in Vampire Weekend, though, Rostam, I think, Rostam, I don't know, and Hamilton Leithauser. Um, and it's so beautiful. It's perfect for this time of year. It's a perfect, like, um, rainy November, December <laughs> mood album. Um, it's exactly, like, what my soul has been craving. So definitely go check it out if you want a rainy November album. <laughs> Wait, what is it called? I Had a Dream That You Were Mine. Oh, that's such a pretty name. Mm. Um, I've been listening to um, uh, Gavin James and James Arthur recently. Mm. Um, bo- both of them have really, like, sort of folly music that I like that seems mm. just, like, soothing to the soul. Um, also, my official recommendation this week is to go find the Shoebox Project Podfic. So this is a thing that I've just downloaded, and I know years ago, it's, it's a fan fiction, and it's based on Harry Potter, and mm-hmm. more specifically, the Marauders era, um, i.e. like Harry's parents, Sirius Black, Remus Lupin, like James Potter, Lily, Snape, all of those good people, um, and like them being in school and stuff, 
And I know I began to read this a long time ago based on a recommendation that Kara gave me. Yep. Um, but I never, I never finished it. I don't know how far through I got, but I totally forget everything that happened. It is like a, it's huge. Yeah. And I was, I was looking stuff up about it, and like I didn't realize how iconic it was in mm-hmm. in the Harry Potter fandom, and like people treat it as if it's canon, i.e., like as if it is truly what happened in the Harry Potter world. Um, and like thinking of a comparison in one direction, I thought, um, TIF or these inconvenient fireworks, which is like a really popular fic that, um, a lot of people have read in the fandom, but like, obviously the Harry Potter fandom was just like so universal and huge at the time. And like, this one seemed to be almost bigger than like TIF would be for this fandom. Um, I, I don't really know, but it, it, do what do you have to say about this, Kara? I just think it's like a really intelligent um fic and I actually don't know if I finished it but I just remember like really loving it and it's kind of almost like a novel like just how like smart it is um Mm -hmm. I don't know I think that like a lot of um the like um allusions and like the uh what are those called mentions I guess of things like kind of like still go over my head like clearly the person who wrote like people who wrote it were like really well read um and Mm -hmm. just um, there's, like, a lot of, like, fun things. Like, someone drew um, pictures to go along with, like, the story. And there are different, like, little, like, handwritten notes. And it was just, like, a lot of, like, really detail-oriented things. And it was just, it, it's really mm-hmm. awesome. And you can find, like, the written version with all those handwritten notes. If you just Google the Shoebox Project, it'll come up. Yeah. Um, and if you want to listen to the audio, so, like, a ton of different people read it over the years, and apparently this podfic was years in the making, um, and had a whole bunch of different readers, because it is, like, over 20 hours long, um, you can Google the shoebox, and shoebox is one word, the shoebox project podfic, or the, or look it up on Archive of Our Own, or AO3, um, mm-hmm. you can put that into, um, it's I'm just excited to listen to this because whenever I'm like walking around campus or I do a lot of driving from my school to home, um, I always like, like to listen to like uh, audio books or um, podcasts or podfic or something more so than music just because it keeps me a little bit more entertained on long mm-hmm. drives. Um, so if you're a Harry Potter fan, um, I would definitely check it out or just like a story fan or a fic fan in general. I think mm-hmm. people will like it. Um, do you have a tweet of the week this week, Kara? Nope. Um, okay, so my tweet of the week comes from Gemma Styles, Harry's sister. Um, and so sh- we all know Sugarscape. Sugarscape has been huge in the One Direction fandom. Yeah. Um, and it has, uh, it's, it's the website that, like, talks about fandom stuff from One Direction to, like, other celebrities and, like, pop culture-y stuff. And it's really geared towards, um, I would say teens and young adults. Um, and, like, fandom-oriented type stuff. And it's written in a way that's very, like, um, it's not written, like, white man writing official blah, blah, blah. It's, like, written in a way that's just different than other news sources. But it's also, like, um, I don't know. It's fun, but also educational. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. What Do you have anything else to say about Sugarscape? I mean, I just, like, think it's such an important place because it just treats young women like they're, um, you know, like a lot of their, what's it called, interests are important and valid and not some silly little thing to just, like, like sweep under the rug. 
Yeah, and so many other news sites treat it that way and make you feel like you should feel badly because of what you like and what you enjoy and what makes you happy and that, like, you're not a legitimate person and you're just silly. So, like, Sugarscape has really not done that. But anyway, Sugarscape put out a message recently saying they were ending and shutting down their website um, at the end of this year, which is so upsetting. I know. Because God. I love Sugarscape. It always has those, like, ridiculous One Direction quizzes and, like, all the good things. Um, and there's a hashtag going around that's just hashtag save Sugarscape, and everyone should use it. I don't really know if it will do what it, like, it, if it'll save Sugarscape or whatever, but, um, you know, it's always a good try. Um, and Gemma, who I know she's friends with people who have worked with Sugarscape, um, she, I think, I don't know, I don't think she's written for it, but, um, she's, like, known the people who work for it, and she tweeted, such a shame, a tolerant, supportive, non-patronizing platform for teens is so important. Why get rid? Hashtag save Sugarscape. Um, so, it's a little bittersweet. I like what Gemma said, but it's also really sad that Sugarscape is ending. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Ugh. I like just don't understand like why 2016 continues to be this bad. Like I, (laughs) like please, just I, I don't want to even say anything more. I know, I know. It's like I want to be like, oh, we'll take over Sugarscape. Like let's keep it going. Keep all the writers on board. Like someone else needs to buy it out. You know. Yeah. Um. But so sad. There's not. I mean, nothing else lives up to Sugarscape in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um. But besides that, on a happier note, leave us any fun feedback and suggestions about the show. Take the quiz. Tell us your top 10 or your bottom 10 songs. Um, you can screenshot it us to us and send it in via Twitter or anything like that. Um, and then you can... We also... What else did we talk about? Harry and his hair. Do you want the headscarf to come back? Do you not... Um, do you have any fun tweet mashups for us to read on the show? Because we're going to do that Back For You segment now, and that'll be when we read your um, stuff that you've written in for us. So you can do it that way. And we will get back to you this time, but it'll be through our voices instead of us trying to write an email. Um, thank you so much for listening to episode 77 of Talk Direction. You can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com or go to our Tumblr, talkdirection.tumblr.com, and Kara will post the show notes there. Um, you can go to, which will have our rankings in them. You can also go to our Instagram, which is just Talk Direction, or follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore Pond, and Kara is with a C. And you can also go to www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection for your first free audiobook. You can also go over to iTunes, rate and review us there, and subscribe. Um, Or we're also on SoundCloud, and there's an app for that as well. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 78. Bye. Bye!